0: Is this the crusty crab No, this is Patrick. Is this thing on? Welcome to Metapsychics. I'm Liv. This is M. M. Say hi. No. And we're your Metapsychics. <laughs> your sidekicks to all things metaphysical, as psychic mediums, twin flames, and comedians of I don't know metaphysical proportions. We're here to bring you all of the inside details of how we experience mediumship that you may. We're may. doing another meta sh- metaphysical shower thoughts. Not no. <laughs> and now you will. Done. <laughs> Done. So, how many of you listening right now think you're a psychic medium? Medium. Raise your hands. One, two. All of them. (laughs) All of them. How many of you think that you're psychic?
1: Also all of them. You need both.
0: Four, five, six. Thank you, Jimmy in the back. I appreciate your participation.
1: Yeah, Liv thinks that people have to be born psychic mediums, but I feel like you can just learn to become one.
0: Yeah, we have differing opinions, and that's what makes best friends.
1: It is my duty in life, make one of my friends into a psychic medium so that I can prove the existence of Bigfoot to her.
0: <laughs> to prove the existence of Bigfoot. That's not what I thought that end of the sentence was going to be. Just like I didn't Gotta think that you on your toes. Richard Ramirez was going to continue with going up the, the fire escape to room 419. I thought it was just ending at he strips in the alleyway. It's... it's Anyway. Spoilers. <laughs> I don't know when this is coming out. Spoilers. Eh. It's out of context. They're going to have to think about it al- unless you're a psychic medium or a psychic and you know exactly what we're talking about because so, you use your precognition abilities in. to understand this podcast. Happening. We're not talking about that. We're talking about- We're not talking about this or this or this.
1: We're talking about how mediumship works for both Liv and I. <laughs> <laughs> So, you want to start? How did you figure out you were a medium?
0: Well, I want to just preface this with that Em and I are twin flames. So the what? We're twin flames. Do, 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 (laughs) (laughs) do. That was not the right one. (laughs) No, my headphones cut out. (laughs) There we go. Anyways, yeah, no, it has to do with things, um, because we figured out we're twin flames, but also I think pendulums are a lie now, so maybe we're not twin flames. But you just can't rely on yes and no answers, Liv. (sighs) Because maybe sometimes
1: the answer isn't a maybe either. It's a yes and a no and a maybe. How do you do that on a pendulum?
0: You do the loop-de-loop and pull. So what we're saying is don't rely on a pendulum to tell you the future. (laughs) But... We're twin flames. So M has talked in various past podcasts. If you're new to this podcast, hi, how are you? Welcome to the show. M experiences the world as what is it? Autistic and ADHD. And so does Liv. However, M has more of a I don't know, perception or feeling of autism instead of ADHD. Whereas mine I think is not necessarily more ADHD. I just think in a different way than you do. Less autism.
1: But we both have the thing. Just we think in the opposite ways.
0: Emily is one of the people that is sensory avoidant. I am one that I guess she says is sensory seeking. Just opposites. Twin flame bullshit is what I'm trying to say. Okay. She likes when so the sun how did is you figure not out. out your psychic medium. <laughs> I like when the sun is out. She's like
1: when I first was born. <laughs> <I'm>
0: like okay. <laughs> Eight years later, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just the way I would just want to preface that we experience things oppositely sometimes or in a weird twin flame fashion. It's important for our our abilities, our psychic cap- capabilities, capacities, whatever. Listen to our very first podcast because that'll tell you a lot about how I became or learned, didn't become learned. I was a psychic medium because I used to see people without faces and that wasn't cool. So, my mediumship for the past However many years, what, 101 years, that's how old I am on the internet, or is 103? Well, it started at eight, so you got a minus eight from that. <laughs> minus eight from that. <laughs> I started seeing people without faces physically manifesting in front of me, and my gifts are of all of the clairs, which are clairvoyance, clairsentience, claircognizance, clairgustance, clairaliance. Well, aren't you special? No, you have the same thing. You experience all six Are too. Well, Clares aren't you, or special? Yeah, So, but my strongest clairs are the ones I relied on for the last however many 8 minus 103 or 101 you do the math. Still haven't answered the question. Is clairvoyance. So, Uh I use a lot of clairvoyant and clairsentient abilities to perceive things as a medium, but that's changing now to claircognizance. So, what was the question? ADHD. So, how did
1: you figure out you were a (laughs) psychic medium?
0: I actually didn't think I was a psychic medium for a super long One time. One step
1: at a time.
0: <laughs> I didn't think I was a psychic medium. That's for what I'm saying. Talk about it. A really long time. I'll ask you questions. I'll guide you through it. <laughs> okay. So my mom is a psychic medium. What? And she's <laughs> known she was a psychic medium for a really long time. But the kicker is we don't know where she got it from because she's adopted. She literally is the redheaded stepchild from everyone's nightmares.
1: Nightmares.
0: <laughs> nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> specifically. <laughs> And uh, so we don't know where that started happening for uh, like stems from genetically or biologically if there is a link between it, but we think there is. It's probably because everyone can be a medium. (laughs) So I don't remember what I was going to say because I I needed to tell me
1: retorts. When you figured out you were a psychic medium. When I was eight. You just, you literally just finished saying that you didn't think you were a psychic medium when you were eight. Oh, when, Okay. (laughs) Okay, that's the story you were trying to get into.
0: I still don't think I'm a psychic medium. How about that? How about
1: that? Yeah, but you claim to be on the internet. Yeah. What was the story you were just about to tell?
0: When I was eight, I started seeing dead people and I told my mom about it because I saw them at my dad's apartment too. And my mom's like, you're not crazy. You're just a psychic medium. And I was like, What? So that's when it started. But when I was little, I didn't actually think that I could communicate with souls, which is what I define a psychic medium as different from a psychic is that you can communicate with souls. You don't just get like perceive them. So I thought that I just could perceive them. And that was it. And I thought that being a medium was only talking to dead people. And then in middle school, high school, I talked to a ficus at the library with my mother. And did I think that was mediumship? No, not at all. I thought it was just a weird psychic thing. So uh, I honestly don't even think that I was a psychic thing. I just didn't think about it. I just did it and just ignored it. Like most of the things I do in my life. Mm -hmm. So when did you start communicating with souls then? I want to say it probably wasn't until I was in like high school or college. Probably not till college. Because we had someone pass that I knew from a school sport in high school and this soul of this boy that I had never been friends with in waking world started talking to me and my mother to talk to his mother. And that happened in like late high school, early college. Cause I think I was doing PSEO classes in high school when he started talking to me and he kind of became some, someone that helped me with my abilities and my confidence of actually talking to souls because his mother was open to mediumship. Whereas my entire life experiencing medium paranormal metaphysical whatevers i couldn't really talk to anyone about i could talk of them but really you don't get validation of what you're doing until someone's like oh my god you are seeing my great aunt sally and you know all of these things about me and her yet i've never met you in my entire life how is that possible and then they're like maybe it's maybelline or maybe you're a medium and i was like oh my god And still, I still struggle with my validity as a medium because I sometimes think that it's weird, which I think is also normal. If you don't think that being a medium is weird, then I think that's abnormal, honestly. So I don't think it was probably until late high school, early college that I honestly thought that I could communicate with souls. And that one soul of the person that passed during high school is the person that I think helped me. And then you helped me a lot too. Weird. So,
1: so let's talk about your Claire's. You said that you're strong when did
0: you figure out you were your medium? No, I'm going to
1: ask you the questions, and then you'll switch it over on me. You're she gonna She pulls out some first. blaster. She's like, and I started shooting. I know, because I asked you a question, and you're like, when I first invented chocolate,
0: I was like, that's not the question. I hated it. 100%. When did you figure out you were a medium? When I was eight. No, I hated it. so Liv
1: answers a question that wasn't asked i'm saying that her strongest clair is clairvoyance which is psychic seeing so what happens in order of go when you talk to a soul like what happens when they show up what happens after that how do your
0: clairs work together um sometimes it depends on the soul itself but i would say clairsentience is the first one because i can perceive that they're there whether it's in my By feeling their energy there? Yes. Okay. How does that work for you? It usually happens in my mind's eye because since I was eight and I saw people, I was like, that's a no-go, Chancho. We need to not see people. How are you perceiving them in your mind's eye? By touch. Well, it's not by touch necessarily. It's almost as if like, if you're in a room with somebody and you close your eyes and there's no okay. Close your eyes. You're in a room by yourself. If someone comes in the room, I'm sure nine times out of the ten you're going to be able to understand. Even if you can't hear them, you can feel the person in the room.
1: Okay. So it's like that. So do you feel them in the room you're sitting in, or in your head? It in depends. In your head.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it can either be in the room, or it can be in my head in my room. So my mind's eye, this sort of space in my conscious.
1: Weird. 'Cause I perceive them in the room when I feel them clear sentiently. Really? Yeah. Like I told you there's not a, like I feel it in my mind's eye. That's not happening.
0: I guess it would kind of be like <laughs> I a I feel it in my body. I think it would be kind of like a metaphysical echolocation though sometimes. Cause I can feel them in Some. my mind's eye where they are in the room too. Like for example, when we go to when we went to the Wilson Castle and we were in Sarah's room. I didn't physically I mean I I, fi- I saw her in the room in the window but I, I could also feel within my mind's eye where in the room she could be as well. How? With what clairs? Clairsentience. In your mind's eye?
1: Yes. So it's like seeing her I can or feeling her? Both. <laughs> yeah it just is weird that you say that you feel things in your mind's eye. I don't feel things in my mind's eye. I feel things in my physical body.
0: That's weird.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't I, could, I don't understand I, you explaining that to I me think at all.
0: The, I think the only way I could explain it is kind of like a metaphysical echolocation or like sonar. I think sonar would be better because I know sonar is what dolphins use because we talk about this in our so mermaid that's podcast. Auditory stuff though. <laughs> but I don't think it's auditory. I think it's energy. That's why I wanted to use sonar instead of echolocation, because I think sonar is more of like emitting a frequency in a different way everything's the same and nothing makes sense. Yep.
1: (laughs) So you perceive things in your mind's eye clairsentiently. Yes. (laughs) Weird. And then
0: it translates to clairvoyance. Yeah, that doesn't happen for
1: me. I can't even like fathom the idea of feeling things in my mind's eye. Mm.
0: Yeah, I usually keep things away from me too. So it's usually if I'm perceiving things that are in the physical world, so psychic information, but it's also medium information too because that has also been blurring for me lately I'll feel someone standing on my left hand side or someone physically in the room but a lot of the times I'll also just keep them in my mind's eye it depends on what I'm doing but I think that's my own sort of like barriers that I have whether I realize it or not because like when I talk to your aunt Lil your great aunt Lil she's in my mind's eye but if I ask her or I think about it she'll stand next to me and she's like this big (laughs) yeah yeah but I See her and feel her in my mind's eye, but I clairsentiently feel and see her in the physical world.
1: Weird. Yeah. It doesn't happen like
0: that for me. It's kind of like a projector film. Like,
1: Like, even if I was talking to a species of animal that has an organ that I don't have, I would, like, phantom limb feel it in my body as if I had that organ, not in my mind's eye.
0: Oh, really? Yes. (laughs) Like, when we talk about our mermaid- yeah, like when I say phantom leg, like
1: people that have are amputees, yeah. they still feel like they have a leg there. Mm-hmm. So when I talk to animals that have organs that I don't have, like sensory organs, I feel as if they are happening in my body physically.
0: Yeah. As I, if I
1: had the organ.
0: Yeah. I experienced that too. It Doesn't
1: happen in my mind's eye.
0: Mm. Yeah. They'll <laughs> they'll show me like in my mind's eye and then I'll have a reciprocating feeling in my body. Weird. So <laughs> then what
1: happens after clairsentience?
0: It's almost like you know, like how you have film on a film reel, but then you project the film onto the screen. It's like my mind's eye is the film, but I can project it onto the screen or the surrounding areas around me.
1: Yeah, but that's visual. I don't understand what it's like doing it, like feelings. feeling it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what happens after Claire? Do sent- you ever
0: watch movies and feel like you can physically feel what's happening in the movie though? Like to the person?
1: What do you mean? I can feel their emotions, but I don't feel emotion Okay. I don't feel emotions in my body, mm. so I feel their emotions.
0: I guess that's I not a good feel way. Feel their body, yeah, <laughs> or no.
1: where they're at.
0: <laughs> no, I get it. You're just taking the you're like your understanding of what I'm saying is very much visual, but I I like feel it too. I know because
1: I don't. I can't fathom the idea of feeling something in my mind's eye that's mm-hmm. happening in your body, like feeling someone standing in a room in your mind's eye. That doesn't work.
0: (laughs) If I see someone in my mind's eye, they'll make me feel a certain way in my body if they passed a certain way or had a certain ailment. But also if I ask them to stand next to me, they can stand next to me and I can see them in my mind's eye, but feel them standing next to me. And then they'll show me certain things in my body as well. If that's That's pertaining to the conversation. (laughs) Anyways, what was your question? What happens after
1: clairsendience? (laughs) And clairvoyance? You didn't say anything about clairvoyance.
0: Oh, yeah. I feel like my clairsentience and my clairvoyance are very synonymous to one another.
1: So the first thing that happens, you said, is you feel things. What happens after that?
0: I'll see things and then I'll also get other sensory information. So So you
1: feel things and then it translates to you seeing them? Yes. Okay.
0: So if I feel a person in a room, I'll feel, are they male? Are they female? I'll feel what age they are approximately. And then they'll show me This might have been what I looked like, or they'll show me a memory that either has to do with them that the person I'm talking to will understand or will like know happened, or it'll relate to them that'll validate who it is that I'm talking to because I don't physically see the person necessarily. And the person I'm talking to definitely doesn't physically see the person I'm talking to. So they have to give me some sort of validation factor, usually, however, this is happening because they're like, it doesn't matter who I am, I just know this information and that's what matters, but they'll give me some sort of clairvoyant information that I can relay to my client that'll validate who they are or what I'm talking about. So sometimes it'll be like a scene from a movie is kind of what it's like, like a clip or a trailer.
1: And that's the visual stimulus. Mm -hmm. But you also feel what's happening. Yes. Okay, then do you use clairaudience?
0: Yes. In what way? They'll tell me sentences fully, and I'll hear it either in my own voice, their voice, or they'll spell it out to me in a sentence. So I'll see a sentence as if I'm like reading a newspaper. So it's almost like PTSD, dude. It's almost like a white sentence, like letters in white against a black visual, instead of hearing it. But sometimes I'll also hear it too, and that's kind of how it translates into Claire' audience. If they talk a certain way or have an accent. When I talk, it'll sound like them, which sometimes in certain situations, people think I'm mocking them, (laughs) but that's not how it is. I don't think people have actually thought that I was mocking them, but I am always like, oh, they're going to think I'm mocking them, (laughs) but it's not. So things like that. Sometimes I'll smell things or taste things as well, and that all comes with the sensory and visual stimuli.
1: Have you ever tried just focusing on hearing things?
0: really loud and it's too much for me
1: yeah because when you were talking about that my ears screamed
0: yeah you block out
1: a lot of information auditorially
0: I think I would get overstimulated why I don't know why is it that yesterday Bradley and I went on a wonderful walk at a park with our dog and by the time we came home I was about to have a mental breakdown also you need
1: I didn't splints? know
0: this was a thing I don't For know autistic stuff. It's called stimming. I didn't She's know that. pushing her
1: wrist back and forth.
0: Yeah, that as well as this.
1: Repetitive behaviors. That's that is how what stimming I kn- is. How do you not know?
0: That's how I know I'm getting overstimulated though. I didn't know that. I start doing that when I'm about to get angry because I've experienced too much at one time.
1: Yes, it's because people who are neurodivergent need to express their emotions and- Repetitive behaviors.
0: So, I think if I had a lot of clairaudian information, it would be too much for me.
1: Yeah, because your spirit guides are telling me you block it out. They're like, you would get more information if you let it happen.
0: Yeah, but that's a lot. You don't
1: trust that it'll be okay.
0: (laughs) Well, as soon as I start listening, though, to just the things in this room, it's very loud.
1: Yeah, because you have to learn to separate them. You don't have to listen to everything in the room, you can listen to one thing in the room.
0: Yeah, but that's a lot.
1: Yeah, that's just what they told me while you were talking about it. Mm. That you block information out. It's literally, they showed me like a door and they made me hear this like train going by the door and you slam it shut. Mm-hmm. So you don't listen to it. That's why you get other information when you get auditory information. Yeah. Auditory information is intrusive for you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> what other questions do I have? What are your blocks? <laughs>
0: I don't know. You don't know. That's why they're blocks. <laughs> what do you mean by blocks? Like my walls, the things
1: that I do to keep myself safe. Things that block information. Like I just described one to you. You don't like auditory information. That's one of the blocks. What blocks do you have? I know that's a hard question.
0: <laughs> I have visual blocks too. Like what? I don't like to see people in like distressing situations, so I'll feel them instead. Because mm-hmm. feeling is a more of an understanding way. So a lot of times people ask me like, how did my this person die? If it was like a murder case or like an unknown injury, they won't show me how they died. They'll make me feel how they died. So like, for example, I will feel people that have died of drug overdoses instead of seeing it hmm. So they'll be like, well, where were they? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just telling you that I feel like I'm in this room doing this thing and I felt this way. And this is how the feeling of death was. <laughs> and they're like, well, were they in a school building? Were they in a parking garage? And I'm like, I don't know. Just use what I told you as information. I feel like I'm in a room. The walls are white. I'm on carpet. This is how I felt. This is how I, because I don't know anything about drugs. So they'll give me like taste and smell and feeling of it. Mm -hmm. You know, taste is really big, but I don't like to see people like that.
1: Do you have blocks associated with, okay, because you've been doing this for a while. Do you have blocks associated with information that you expect to
0: get from a soul? Yes. Like what? I see old people the same way. (laughs) A lot of the times, because souls will give you, they'll give you information based off of your past, present, or future, or your client's past, present, or future, but they can only use things that are privy to what you understand. Kind of like when Emma and I did our spirit guide drawing video, people can't draw things that they haven't seen before. Spirit can't use things in my head that I haven't seen before. So they'll use like hieroglyphs basically. So like your ordinary um, male and female like signs for the bathroom this is a dude bathroom this is a lady bathroom one wears a dress one doesn't wear a dress old people this old person looks like the lady on the the sign for the bathroom this old man looks like the sign on the man's bathroom and then they'll delineate from there so I think that is one of my blocks because I'm like all old people look the same and they'll just they'll go from there they'll start with the the quintessential old person stamp visual and then figure out who they are using other information to like discern their individuality as a soul.
1: Okay. Then how do you describe souls
0: to people? (laughs) It depends on what is pertinent to the person I'm talking to.
1: Well, that's also pertinent on the way in which you understand or know people.
0: You mean the soul I'm talking to? No, you in particular.
1: So like we say we're bad at names because that's not the information you process when someone comes up and is like, hi, my name is Beth. You know what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah. Cause I would definitely not remember that your like, name is Beth. <laughs> I would remember that exactly. You did two taquito shots, like in the back of, in the back of the room during like marry me to Bruno Mars. And that there was a man wearing glitter pants suits next to you. But the fact that you said, hi, my name is Beth. is not something I would remember at yeah. all. So how do you describe? people to other people
1: because it's the same way you do it for souls
0: they usually give me a memory of who they are something to describe themselves so oh okay so like the other day I was talking to this guy and I never usually have readings with men it's like a very small portion of our demographic of clientele for services and I always get so freaking scared when I'm doing a reading for a guy, because I'm like, he thinks this is a load of malarkey. And I sometimes also think my existence is a load of malarkey. So this is a lot for me right now. It's like when someone walks up to you when you're a little kid and you're like, did you know I could do a cartwheel? And they're like, prove it. And you've literally done a thousand cartwheels before, but you're like, crap, this person's going to be like, prove that you can do a cartwheel. And then you do like a somersault. And they're like, I don't think you could do a cartwheel. It's literally what I feel
1: like weird.
0: (laughs) Anyways, this man was absolutely lovely. However, he had one of his grandparents step forward. Mind you, this guy was normal. Didn't like normal white dude with like brown hair and like a normal face, just chilling out, having a medium reading because he was intrigued. And I was like, I respect that. Thank you. And, uh, this older man came forward and he made me feel like he was an uncle but the reason he made me feel like an uncle is because he showed me my uncle and my uncle is Greek. So he's tall and he kind of looks like Ichabod Crane. He has a little bit of a big like nose and he was like very happy. And I was like, okay, do you have an uncle that's passed? Because this soul showed me my uncle. The guy's like, no, I don't think so. And I was like, well, Frick. So I was like, okay, can you show me something else, sir? I'm asking the soul. And he shows me like Fred Astaire and I don't have the word Fred Astaire in my vocabulary because my pop culture- I'm Surprised. It Right? Literally, if someone was like, I'm going to shoot you in the face right now if you don't answer this pop culture question, right? I would be like, please just shoot me now. They're like, you don't even know what the question in is. And I'd be like, yep, doesn't matter. I'm still going to fail. So the fact that Fred Astaire came up to my head and I was like, I think that's the guy that does Singing, singing in the Rain, which is an old movie. And he's showing me the scene from Singing in the Rain- like on a light pole and it's raining and he has an umbrella and he's like, life is great. I'm singing in the rain. And this guy was like, I have no idea who Fred Astaire is. And no, I don't know anything about singing in the rain. I'm like, I feel like this guy was really cranky before he passed. However, he's not anymore, which is why he's bringing me this like singing in the rain sort of thing. And he's like, I still don't know who this is. And I was like, I don't know. So give me a second. So I asked the guy again, I was like, that also is not working. Can you please give me another another thing that might tell this guy who, who you are? Because you telling me that you might have been grumpy before you died and now you're not and it really isn't who you are and singing in the rain and Fred Astaire and Ichabod Crane, my uncle, makes no sense to him. Please help me. And he was like, okay. And he showed me a man that looked like this guy. Like he changed his features a little bit, but he showed me specifically that he was tall. He was wearing a nicer suit or like, a more aged era kind of when people wore suits all the time it's just what they did it was their outdoor clothes and he was walking through germany right before world war ii and i was like okay but he showed me his nose being bigger yeah and me he made me feel like he was a german jew before world war ii Mm -hmm. that is what i had to say i looked at my client and i was like he doesn't look jewish not to say that a Jewish person has a look, but the stereotype is that they have a big nose. And I was like, you're seriously soul dude. You're not going to make me say, are you Jewish? Because you're showing me you have a big nose and you're walking through World War II and make me feel or like the beginning before pre-World War II Germany and you make me feel like I'm Jewish. How how do you explain clairsantiantly the feeling of being Jewish? I, I experienced it and I can't tell you. It's that claircognizant bullshit that they've yeah, been doing for me. And or I hate I, it. I can tell you. <laughs> so I look at my client dead in the face, this very nice man who just decided to have a medium reading because he saw us on TikTok. And I was like, please apologize. I'm not trying to be rude. But are you Jewish by any chance? And he goes, yes. And I was like, let me explain, please. So I explained what I just told all of you with the whole scenery that they gave me and the claircognizant feeling of being Jewish. And he knew this was his grandfather that passed a few months ago. And I was like, great. I'm glad we could establish this. He has all of this information for you. Are you ready?
1: Oh, wow. Right?
0: That's what it's like being a medium. And it was funny because after this happened, the soul in my head made this sort of gesture with his arm straight out you pretending want to describe that cuz we're not on camera. His arm straight out pretending like he was driving a car and I clearly audiently heard in my head, I don't know how to drive this thing and I clearly cognizantly and clearly sentiently felt that that was related towards me cuz he's like I am a soul using you as a medium to talk to this relative of mine and he's like I don't know how to drive this thing and this thing being me and my mediumship abilities.
1: Yeah. One of the other things that I've noticed that you say a lot is how someone is dressed, because I find that interesting. Because you're like, "Is she have like pink, po like pink bow ties in her hair?" And I'm like, "She can if you want her to." <laughs> like, that's interesting to me that you describe people by clothing. Mm-hmm. So usually I
0: like clothes.
1: <laughs> yeah, usually you have a memory, and then you have clothing that you describe people by visually.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: so the next the last question i have for you is what are your signs and symbols
0: sick of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 dollars more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget Oh, actually, I have a follow-up question with that. <laughs> but signs and symbols first. One <laughs> of, I, I don't know what my signs and symbols are. I know you think that I have signs and symbols, and I'm sure that's something that I do have. But my gifts have been changing from very literal clairsentient and clair... <laughs> to having
1: signs and symbols, which I also think is funny.
0: <laughs> information to now more claircognizance. And claircognizance, if you guys are new to this, is just knowing things without knowing how you know things and I'm chalking it up to clairsentience, like how do you clairsentiently feel you're a Jew? You don't, it's claircognizance, you just know and you don't know how you know, even though he gave me the helpful visuals and clairsentient stimuli of a, an era, a time period, surroundings, clothes, and physical features. <clears throat> Say clothes are one of your signs
1: and symbols. I'm talking to your spirit guides because I'm like you clearly don't know. <laughs> well,
0: I was giving a reading a couple of weeks ago again, and I before I got on the call, I was like, "All right, we're going to be talking to Cindy Lou Who, so please tell me something about Cindy Luhu before I get on the call because." Every time I ask people if they have questions, there's only a handful of them that actually have prepared questions. And I'm sure they're going to be like, I just want to know what you are already seeing. Cause that's what I give them well, as an option. Well, because you're like, do you want
1: to know what I wrote down? Obviously they want to know what you wrote down.
0: you <laughs> have only had <laughs> one don't person. Don't even need to ask. I don't know. I just feel like, I, well, I, this is what I wrote down. Do you have
1: questions? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyways, well, I'm not going to lie to women and be like, I don't have anything. I feel like I should be prepared for class. It's a type A thing. Anyways, um What was the question? My signs and symbols. So I sat down to this reading. We're talking to Cindy Louhu, and they literally showed me a small car that had cheetah fur on it. Like the whole car was cheetah print but cheetah fur. And I was like, How the fizzuck does that I'm not gonna ask Cindy Louhu if she has an actual car that has cheetah print on it as fur. Boots with the fur, with the fur. And uh, I was like, okay, you guys are trolling me because my gifts are switching to clear cognizance and you want me to use signs and symbols because that's what Emily keeps telling me. And I hate all of you. This sucks. So, what it was, was cars are how you travel places sometimes. You don't fly, you drive. So, that's what the car was a symbol for was driving somewhere in a car, not flying specifically. And cheetah, yes. Go on, continue. Cheetah print is, how is it that cheetahs travel? Cheetahs travel very fast. However, they expend a lot of energy and effort towards trying to get one sort of prey animal to eat. And if they don't do it right, they miss out. And it's going to take a lot longer for them to have enough energy again to try and be the fastest land mammal in the world to try and get another prey creature. So they have to be very precise in how they use their fastness. So... I took those two smushed symbolism thingies and asked my client, I said, Are you going to be traveling somewhere that is a little bit farther than normal, not by plane, but by car because it's cheaper? And are you going to make this sort of a split decision? Like, I'm going to have to do this now because what they're telling me about it, regardless of whether you want to share or elaborate on what I'm seeing or not, is that you have to be very precise and make sure that before you take this journey or this travel that you're going to be going to, you need to make sure that it's going to count. Because if it doesn't, you're going to get there and you're not going to get what you needed because you should have done a little more planning beforehand and it's going to make everything else a lot harder than it needs to be. So you need to be precise and planned about the decision you make before you travel to wherever it is that you're going. And they were like, what? That makes so much sense. And I was like, I'm glad a cheetah print car could make sense to you.
1: Your spirit guide says your signs and symbols are clairsentient. That's why you're having a hard time telling me because you think they're visual. Does that make sense to you?
0: <laughs> Probably.
1: Like your sides. Do you still get sides?
0: Sometimes, but not always. Everything is literally just meshing into one thing and it's really hard for me because I don't have very good like separation anymore.
1: Because they tell me that you feel touch in your body and it means different things. Because they show me a soul like touching certain parts of your body like your arms. I don't know your signs and symbols so. Yeah I don't think I have souls touch me. It's not that's Literal. what they're using to explain it to me because I don't have your clairs. Mm, that's okay. So I'll you think about get that. physical sensations or clairsentient sensations and those are your signs or symbols. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you still get? A long time ago, when we started MetaPsychics, you told me, A, you had sides, which is the uh, dyslexia. I don't know which side is which. However, one side is physical and the other side is spiritual. But Mm -hmm. you also told me that. Things that were in line with you were happening presently. Things in front of you were happening futurally. And things behind you were happening in the past. Oh, I so forgot about that shit. I thought so because I was like, she keeps asking all of our clients if it's happening now or if it will happen. And she told me that she
0: used to have this weird thing where this future like timeline happened in next to her. Now I just feel clairsentiently or understand cog clear cognizantly that it is in the future now or in the past they just make me feel a certain way and i know that it's in the past present or future signs or symbols feeling things sorry i didn't know a sign or symbol could be feeling things i thought a i know that's what i just explained clairvoyant. <laughs>
1: okay got it
0: because i was
1: like what are her signs and symbols tell me because she clearly doesn't know and um Victoria came forward and she's like she feels things but she can't tell you what her signs and symbols are because she feels them clairsentiently doesn't see them
0: got it <laughs> well when you say signs and symbols I think of it literally like a stop sign a well, crosswalking you sign, think and that of is it a sign and symbol visually yeah
1: because I I don't have signs and symbols that are visual
0: ah <laughs> that's blowing <So>. my mind
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow you're welcome
0: <laughs> my turn <laughs> okay
1: ask me all the questions what do you want to know doesn't have to be the same questions i asked you oh it should be
0: definitely the same questions because i want to be creative the you don't even remember what i obviously said obviously i'm not Clearly. creative because you don't I remember what i symbol. said have to be an actual or
1: symbol these questions are gonna be different because you don't remember anything i said right? i want to
0: know when you realized you were a psychic medium well, also, we're doing this podcast because this podcast is coming out after our reaction to Selena Spooky Boo's Haunted House video. You should put this one live with Russell's reading. It's more in line. I just want to talk about the reason, or at least I thought the inspiration for this video is, well, Russell also might be yeah, a psychic medium. He's learning <laughs> that he is. And I also think that Selena Spooky Boo may or may not be learning that she's a trans medium. So that's why we're talking about how we experience mediumship, because I think the way in which Em and I explain our mediumship is gonna be way different than anyone so else that gives people the perception opposites. of how mediumship should be, which is, there is not a th- how it should be type thing when you're experiencing it. Go on. When did you, you learn you were a medium?
1: <laughs> okay.
0: I was two and a half years old.
1: It all happened when I was born. <laughs> so a lot of people, have a perception of what mediumship is and that is seeing disembodied people I don't know just walking around like you know uh I see dead people that movie the sixth sense that's what people perceive psychic mediums to be they just see freaking ghost walking around however my strongest clair is not clairvoyance so the reason why I didn't pick up the fact that I was perceiving souls at a young age was because I don't visually see people who aren't there walking around on a general basis. So, I figured it out. You literally can watch it happen within our business creation because at the beginning of this, I didn't think I was a psychic medium. And then after a few months, after I started using tarot and things like that, I realized that there was someone sitting across from me while I was reading the cards. So, I was talking to Liv about it and I was like, you think it's normal that other say psych- like other people who read tarot, there's actually someone sitting across from them. And she was like, "What?" And I was like, Mm-mm. "I don't. <laughs> I've never talked to another tarot reader before." So, in one of our podcasts, I think it was a podcast that we were talking about this, and I was like asking Live do you think I'm a psychic medium because I've talked to souls before using tarot and I've talked to spirit guides using tarot and I full ass was expecting her to be like, no, you're just a psychic medium. And I have the definition of a medium and a psychic wrong. But she was like,
0: then you're a psychic medium. And I was like, um, what do you mean? Yeah. Cause I was like, maybe I'm just psychic. No, you're a medium. Cause you can actually communicate with the souls. Yeah so which i didn't think you were for i like you were telling me these things and i was very skeptical of it but i'm also skeptical I mean, of myself i didn't
1: think it was either
0: <laughs> right well when you started doing tarot we started our business and we needed to make money so that we could have a business you know like pay for expenses of a website and like gear and stuff like that so i was like this is a lot of pressure and i'm like it's fine i and I, t- I told her i was like you don't have to be a medium or psychic to read tarot and she's like great. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to contribute to the business. This is where where we're going to be great. She didn't tell me. I just did it. I know. It's great. (laughs) Oh, okay. No, I appreciate it. And, uh, she figured out by doing tarot that she is in fact a psychic medium and that's great. I started
1: reading tarot because my spirit guides, I started talking to my spirit guides at right when we started doing meta psychics because We have a spirit guide video where Liv talks to Zaroth, my spirit guide, and that was when I was in the process of starting to talk to Rosaline because that's, I think that was the video where she was like,
0: oh my god, do you have a second spirit guide that was talking to me? (laughs) And I thought she was just a weird old lady in your house. Yeah,
1: because that's when I started describing to you the fact of how I was getting like claircognizant information, oddly, because it was like I would ask questions in my head And then it would be like rapid fire of, here's a thought relating to that. That's the answer. Connecting another thought, connecting another thought, connecting another thought. So it was like a switchboard or like connecting the dots. And I don't think like that. My spirit guide does, which is why I started like telling Liv, I'm talking to my spirit guide. She's telling me the answers to like the problems that I'm going through because When I moved out of my house, I went through what people like to call a spiritual awakening, which is a fancy word for a new chapter of your life. Because I moved out of my house, things were different. I also had a different job. Everything that I thought the world was, was different. So I was going through all of the like traumas because my new, like my perspective changed. And that's when Rosaline stepped forward and was like, here's all the things that are going on. Here are the answers to your questions. And she started answering questions in tarot cards. So I'd see little tarot cards in my head and I would look up the meanings of them. Because at that point I didn't know what the meanings were. So I was like, it would be a really good idea if I started using tarot. So I bought a deck that is kind of like flashcards, which is like the territorial deck. So you flip them over and they have all of the written words on it. So I did that for a while. And when I started learning the meanings of the cards... I would get clairsentiently a feeling of a being sitting in front of me answering my questions about the cards. And that's when I started talking to other people's spirit guides. But I did a live stream where I started talking to people's like relatives, like their mother came through during tarot, that type of thing. So I described that to Liv and she was like, um that doesn't happen with other tarot readers. And I was like,
0: what? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't think so. Well, when I started doing tarot, I thought that she, well, first as a medium, the things that I learned about mediumship is that you don't actually have to physically be anywhere with somebody. Because when we had to start making money to support our business, not even just ourselves, but like do readings, she said, well, you can just do Zoom readings, other mediums do it. And I was like, other mediums are fakes that do that because that's not real you have to be and I was like very because I'd never done this professionally I just was like bebopping around the world as a a psychic medium it's just how I perceived the world but I didn't want to actually like act on it and now that we do this professionally I was like I can't be like a fraud basically and I thought that people that did mediumship readings over the internet were like just not mediums they were just trying to get people's money like that's not a thing but Separation is an illusion. And Emily literally was like, So, if you're talking to a physical person in the same room as them, and then you're talking to a soul of a person associated with them, how is it any different than if you were just on the other side of a computer screen or a phone call talking to somebody
1: who is in spirit?
0: Who's in spirit? <laughs> so, anyways, you can do mediumship readings over the internet. And, M doing tarot readings for our business and learning she was a psychic medium because the souls that she was talking to were manipulating the cards for her is ridiculous. And she took it to a whole new level of, I'm a medium because I can see the souls and spirits that are manipulating the cards for you, which was great. So I want to know, when did you learn you were a medium?
1: Okay, well, Liv's computer died, so I don't remember <laughs> did anything uh, that I said before this. So, We're this gonna will figure be great.
0: <sighs> so, a long time ago, when I was born. When you crawled out of hell. Yeah, when I crawled out of hell. So,
1: basically, the last two years, I figured out I was a psychic medium, and that was at the beginning of when we started MetaPsychics. So, you can watch. When we started MetaPsychics, I didn't know I was a psychic medium. And basically, what happened was when we started MetaPsychics, I was thinking about doing tarot because that is a way in which I can have readings and make an income, that type of thing. And you don't have to be a psychic medium in order to read tarot. However, that was also when I started talking to my spirit guide, Rosaline. So... If you guys watch all, one of our first YouTube videos, it's our spirit guide YouTube video where Liv talks to Zaroth. And that's when she realized I had a second spirit guide and her name was Rosaline. Because when I started talking about what was happening to me, because I thought I was talking to maybe Zaroth as one of my spirit guides, that's when she started explaining I had a second spirit guide. Her name is Rosaline. That was the point in which I moved to a new house, and I also had a new job, so everything in my life was different, and that's when I went through what people like to call a spiritual awakening, and because I was going through a different chapter and was getting a different perspective, that's when I had Rosaline coming in and explaining things to me, so it's like I would ask questions in my head, and then I would claircognizantly get the answers to them, but it was in a very specific manner in the sense of, I would get one thought that would string together to another thought and then get stringed together to another thought. It was like having a switchboard or like connecting the dots. And that's not the way in which I think. And it was also giving me the answers to questions I didn't know the answer to prior to asking them in my head. So that's when I started explaining to Liv, I'm talking to my spirit guide. And that's when she was like, that's a second spirit guide. That's not Zarath. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I thought
0: she was just some old lady in your house.
1: Yeah, because she was telling you about the dark thing that was tapping in my crawl space. <laughs>
0: it's a mysterious ticking noise. It's a pipe bomb. Hooray! M has a spirit guide. <laughs> well, that's when I started, they started showing me like
1: cards, like tarot cards. So I'd look up the meanings of the cards and that's one of the ways in which they would communicate to me. So that's when I decided that I was going to buy my first deck. And the first deck that I purchased was like one of those flashcard decks that have all the meanings on the other side of it. They're called the Territorial, which is in one of our links if you're interested, because it really helps in helping you figure out all the meanings of the cards. But it took me a while to learn the cards, but once I started learning the meanings of the cards, this weird thing started happening where there was... I was perceiving, clairsentiently, someone sitting across from me when I was doing tarot. And that's when I realized I was seeing other people's spirit guides. So at that point, Liv was like, maybe that's just like your clutch. Maybe that's just, you just talk to spirit guides. Because Liv doesn't think talking to spirit guides is mediumship. Yeah, I didn't think that was a thing. So I still at this point think that I'm a psychic. Other tarot readers probably also talk to like spiritual beings, it's fine. Everything's fine. So that's when I did my first live stream alone and I did tarot readings. And one of my people that asked for a reading were asking about their mother that passed. And that's when I started perceiving their mother and explaining it even without the cards to her that she was there. So explaining all of that to live, she was like, you know, that's mediumship, right? Because we, I'm pretty sure we did this in a podcast where I was explaining this all to you because I was like, set on this idea that your idea of mediumship was incorrect because you were explaining the difference between a psychic and a medium, and I was like, I'm not a medium, so I have to be a psychic. <laughs> so your definition of that is incorrect, and that's when she was like,
0: "No, I think you're a medium," and I was like, <laughs> "Excuse me, what? Jokes on you when you come to the party and think the party's not about you, but it is surprise." but that's when i realized i was a
1: psychic medium because like i don't know i was experiencing mediumship
0: stuff since i could exist when since i crawled out of hell (laughs) but because it wasn't portrayed in this way of clairvoyant mediumship which is i think how most media pop culture likes to portray mediumship uh she didn't think or know that she was a medium yeah, because most mediums
1: are clairvoyant. They talk about seeing things when they were very young and it was a very paranormal experience. But that's why a lot of like people on social media that say they're psychic mediums, they're very clairvoyant and they have experiences that are not necessarily relatable to other people that don't have strong visual cues for their psychic abilities. So a lot of people come up to me and they're like, Trying to figure out how to strengthen their gifts, and I'm like, you need to stop watching other people on the internet explain how they see spirits physically in their house. Because most of the time, it's not going to be a like perceived paranormal experience. It's going to be very, very normal for you because you've experienced it since you since you existed, since you crawled out of hell.
0: Mm -hmm. It's just someone's perception of the world around them. So,
1: yeah. So one of the things that was really weird is. I I have perceived spirits since I was really young and the way in which that I would see them because I can see them physically, but I just didn't realize I was seeing spirits because again, it's something that's very normal that happens. It's not like, I don't know, Grandpa Jerry like walking around that past like five years ago and you're like, why, when did you get here? I thought you were dead. It's not like that. It's like you just randomly see flashes of people that are there and your brain goes, did I actually see that? So for me, because a lot of people are like, I see things in the corner of my eye. I don't. I see them like full frontal in front of me. Like they are there. Full frontal. I knew you would say something. <laughs> Continue. So for example, I'm going to go downstairs because my brain is saying, we're going to go to the kitchen to make toast. We are doing it. That's that's all I'm thinking about. So I'm walking down the stairs and when I get to the bottom of the stairs, there's someone standing in front of like the door or something. But my it's brain... Me.
0: Flossing in the corner.
1: (laughs) But my brain is still saying, we're going to the kitchen to make toast. So I walk past this person in the door to the kitchen. And once I get to the kitchen, my brain immediately catches up and is like, wait a second, did I just see someone? So I look back and there's no one there. So my brain, my egotistical brain is like, that wasn't a spirit. I just am used to seeing people standing there. So it's a residual thing. Like if you closed your eyes and like, Okay, if you stared at your computer screen and then you closed your eyes, you would see what's on the computer screen in your like eyes and your eyelids. Your
0: eye hole holes.
1: Yeah, so that's what I thought was happening. I just was used to seeing a person there, so I just my brain filled in the blanks.
0: And this is a good time for a computer safety PSA for the health of your computer. <laughs> it's very good if you have a screensaver so that you don't have your home screen burned into your laptop screen. Continue. So that's
1: what I thought was happening until I went on vacation recently and Liv was like, did you know there's there's like a spirit of a white cat in your house? And I was like, well, fuck, because the same thing that I just explained to you with the stairs was happening with this white cat in my house. I was seeing the perception of this white cat that would like walk around corners. And I just thought, oh, I have three cats. My brain is used to seeing cats. It's fine. Everything's fine. Until Liv told me that there was a spirit in her cat while I was on vacation. And when she told me that, I, I immediately realized that there was a soul in my cabin with me because the same thing I just described to you happened earlier that day. Ah. <laughs> she really doesn't understand why I do that because no. she does it at the wrong times.
0: Is that like uh, from friends when Joey doesn't understand air quotes? I don't know. I don't watch Friends. And he's like that one time when we went Night to the Man. funeral.
1: Ah, or Day Man. Ah, You have to hang out with Jerry to understand what that means.
0: And there was a dead body on the floor next to us. And it was just a really compromising situation. hmm I still don't understand. Not Friends. understanding hear quotes. It's fine. The people, if you know, you know. And if you don't know, you're Emily. It's fine. <laughs> okay. So, Emily. Mm-hmm how is it what are you looking at the notes from the things that we lost because my computer kicked the bucket (laughs) yeah signs and symbols
1: anyway the good part is that the fact that she has um a piece of paper in front of her and she's reading from her arm so
0: that's because the things on the paper have nothing to do with the things written on my arm i needed another piece of paper so i used my appendage instead of changing the page let me know how is it that you perceive souls when they come in for you. I need to know the step by step, step by step of metaphysical things that happen to you. As
1: she read it off of her arm.
0: So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I need a PB and J. When I talk to souls, what happens is. The thing that happens is. The
0: thing that happens is.
1: I will perceive them physically in the room that I'm sitting in. So Liv likes to talk about how she perceives them in this dark space. I don't usually. I will perceive them sitting in the room somewhere. The way I perceive them is through clairsentience and clairaudience. I will first clairsentiently feel someone in the room. So for example, if it were dark, you could feel the sensation of someone standing in the room with you. But I also use clairaudience because Audience, I use like something called passive echolocation, which is you use the ambient noise of a room because silence has a sound. And the ambient noise bounces off of the objects that are in the room. So, for example, it sounds different if there's something sitting in front of you versus not sitting in front of you. The sound sounds more shallow because it hits the thing in front of you and then comes back to your ear. That is passive echolocation. So I hear and feel where the soul is within the room. The second thing that happens is pretty weird because I have this thing called synesthesia. So the next thing I get is a color. However, I clairaudiently hear the color. And the way that that works is something called synesthesia where something is stimulated, but you get an unrelated result from the stimuli. So I hear colors and how that works is every color is just a frequency. So if you understand color theory, each color bounces off of an object and that frequency is what reaches your eye and
0: shows you what color things are. Wavelengths of light for people that don't understand the way she says it. Because I was like, I don't understand how they have frequencies. And I was like, oh, light has frequency. Sorry. Just for the people that... Well, no, I get that. But for the people that don't understand or experience the universe like you. A frequency is a wavelength, everybody. M was good at chemistry. I was
1: not. <laughs> so because it is a frequency, I am able to hear what sound or what color waves sound like. So, for example, reds have a like slower wavelength and they're fatter or wider to describe it visually. I will not only see a waveform, but I will just see the color itself. So that is how I perceive things in a synesthesia type of way. We also do like wing readings. And I have figured out that I perceive wing readings through clairaudience or like your aura. I will perceive your aura clairaudiently. But a lot of times I don't realize that it's happening. It's just you get a color immediately. But for me, color deals with different associated meanings. So that would be the like signs and symbols that I was telling Liv. Colors are signs and symbols for me. So for example, someone would stand in the room. I would feel them clairsentiently, hear them clairaudiently, and then they will give me a color, whether that is just a message where they emit a certain frequency or it is associated to their energy signature that has a specific frequency. A lot of times people have more than one frequency, so it is whatever they want to tell me. So we have someone standing in the room and they, for example, show me the color blue. Blue has an associated meaning and blue is dealing with higher spiritual understanding. So usually it's relating to knowing things or gaining information in and understanding or a higher collective type of way. The next thing that I will get is the personality associated to the color and the person that is standing in front of me. So I asked Liv, how do you describe people to other people? And that can be
0: physical or spiritual, doesn't matter. By how they taste. What? By how they taste. No. (laughs) So...
1: For me, I describe them by their personality, where Liv describes people by memories that they've shared together. Their taste. And then visually, I will also describe them based upon what their hair color looks like. However, I have figured out that I don't necessarily get visual information unless someone asks what the person looks like. I will generally just get what their personality is because that's the easiest information for me to understand when I get it.
0: Come on, let me just taste you i'm sorry you're very serious i'm trying to break it up yeah because i gotta remember all of this information i just spewed out of my ass like 20 minutes ago i know i'm sorry my my, (laughs) my laptop didn't alert me to its death so when you see the color blue associated with somebody the color blue isn't associated with them it's associated with the information they have to tell your client sometimes sometimes it's associated to their energy
1: signature how do you know the difference um, it's based upon who they are because their frequency sounds different than the things that they're emitting. Ah, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got, it, got, it, got it. It's very, very weird. Cause like one of the other things that I do is, um, people ask, the well, people ask, is this like a relative of mine? Liv probably tells that they're relatives because of feelings and what they look like. I do it based upon what their energy signature sounds like. If that doesn't sound weird enough, let me explain it
0: to you. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you, what is, how do they explain an <laughs> energy signature of being related paternally or maternally?
1: Yeah, this is one of the things that I learned because Liv was like, you got to stop doing things like people on the internet. Well, she said stop doing things like me because she's visual. But when you go on the internet and read about mediumship, they're like, you got to see things. I don't see things usually. Mm-hmm. So, the way that I understand... Try licking them. So, (laughs) the way that I understand, like, relationships with people, Liv gets a feeling, but I hear it, like I said. What's interesting is you will have a frequency associated or given to you by your mother's side, and you will have a frequency associated or given to you by your father's side. So, for example, for you, you have a lower frequency... That like has high peaks and values or high peaks and troughs. I don't know if that's the right word.
0: No, you're correct.
1: Peaks and troughs. And that's your dad. But it's slow and it's like very calculated and at the tops are kind of over yielding. However, your mom is very loud. It would be like we talk about you're peaking. That's the energy your mom gives. It's very red and orange, whereas your dad is more green and yellow and you have both of those associated to you. So you have two frequencies happening at the same time. That would describe your energy
0: signature versus
1: the energy you give out to me.
0: I really like that you explained that and they showed it to me, Claire, cognizantly before you said it. Because they're like, let me explain this before Yeah, because is it wild? It. <laughs> yeah, that is really weird. I've never thought about that. Again, no. Claire sentience, they make me feel the paternal side and they make me feel the maternal side. Yeah, because I'm very like
1: calculated, understanding
0: feelings
1: is weird. Like, how do you feel like you're Jewish? (laughs) Right? (laughs) So they give me something else to be like, this is the validation of what you feel because it's their frequency. Yeah. Yeah. So. (laughs) Makes
0: a lot of sense.
1: That's how I tell the difference. It's also how I tell your spirit guides because your spirit guides are frequencies within your energy signature as well. Mm-hmm. That's
0: cool. So you say that you're strong as Claire's and the Claire's that you experience the most are claircognizance and clairaudience. But you say that it'll blow my mind the ways in which you experience them because the way you experience clairaudience and claircognizance is different than how I do. Let me know. Lay it on me. Well, hopefully I remember now. But one of the things that people don't realize with claircognizance,
1: no one talks about claircognizance. Point blank period. And when they do, they're just like, you just get a knowing, just like assuming things. It is way more than that. It's basically, Liv and I like to talk about it as the sixth sense. It's everything,
0: everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Literally Literally
1: what it is. You already know how something feels, tastes, sounds, looks like. So you don't have to have the experience of it because you've already categorized it as a claircognizant thought. So- for example, Liv talks about like, I don't know, her taste and smell. She probably actually experiences taste and smell in a psychic way. However, generally, I do not. I do not like getting taste at all. It doesn't make any freaking sense to me. So if I ever do get taste, I get it in a clear way because I already know how things taste. So I don't feel the sensation of tasting things. They're like, this is the taste of honey. So I just know honey. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. When you say honey, I smell it before I taste it.
1: I don't smell or taste it. They're just like, you're tasting things. So I would like feel the sensation, like feel a sensation in my mouth to relate it to this is what you're tasting. Mm -hmm. And then they'll be like, honey. Because if they gave me the taste of honey, I'd be like, my mouth tastes gross. What does that mean to you? Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Because I don't understand taste. But the thing that My two strongest clairs, like Liv says, is claircognizance and clairaudience. So what happens clairaudiently when when you ask me questions and I ask your spirit guides questions, a lot of times I will get either one word or half a word because the way in which I understand people physically is very weird because I have auditory processing disorder, which means when someone speaks, it's very hard for my brain to String the words together and understand what the words say and mean. It's like I have to hear it and then think about it. So, what it sounds like to me when someone talks is, ah, mm, ah, mm, sh- mm. and the way that I physically figure it out is by watching the way in which people make words with their mouth. And because they have different shapes in their mouth, it allows me to process what you're saying faster than if I were to listen and then think about it. So on a spiritual level, I get that, that like pieces of words, but then I will get clear cognizantly the rest of what the person is saying. So it's interesting because when people have accents, I will not be able to hear the accent because again, I'm hearing, ah, mm, mm, ah, uh, how do you have an accent like that? But I will get the clear cognizant knowing of you're talking funny, or I'll get the clear cognizant knowing of you talk in a very low, deep voice. But I don't actually experience the hear like hearing it. I do have times where I hear things, but a lot of times it's filled in with the claircognizant information.
0: That's cool. Yeah, I have like the other questions for me. Mm-hmm. Just writing things down. Oh no, you're just explaining the way in which I uh, experience things because yeah. I. <laughs>
1: I mean, I as, know. as
0: humans, if you're not able to quantify or describe or categorize something, it's almost like you just can't do it. So it's hard to explain claircognizance because it's something that you almost can't categorize or clarify, do
1: you but you're doing,
0: well, yeah, but you're doing a really good job of it. Cause like, I oh. think a lot of the claircognizant information I get is clairaudience because it comes out oh, as clairaudience. No. So because it's expressed as clairaudience, I quantify it or categorize it as clairaudience. However, like literally the other day I was doing a reading for someone and I would explain to someone as this, as receiving it as audience information because that's how it was expressed through me. However, it was claircognizant. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I didn't hear someone's voice. It wasn't expressed to me in words or anything like that. It literally came out as you need to stop hating yourself first. And I I didn't hear the soul that told me that, say that, or anything. It just, I knew it and I said it. So because that's how it was expressed, I would explain it as clairaudience, but it's not. It's claircognizance. Exactly. Because I can tell
1: the difference between clairaudience and claircognizance because I also get clairsentient feelings in my ears as if I'm hearing things. So, for example, if you were to take your fingers and snap them next to your ear, you will feel the sound going into your ear. It's like, you know, how horses can move their ears. Mm-hmm. That is what your ear does when you have sound going through it, when it is stimulated. So when I get clairaudient information, I will feel it go through my ear. So that's how I know the difference between cognizant information and clairaudient information. Yeah. So a lot of times I get pieces. Sometimes they'll say a full word. I'll get a lot of screaming. Like people will scream because I talk, I do tarot. So a lot of times people ask me about their traumas. I also talk to spirit guides. Spirit guides will tell me about their traumas. So a lot of times what happens is I will hear someone screaming and it will sound like it hits like walls and those walls are like going through different time periods. So they'll show me the exact age in which their spirit guide showed up or their trauma was associated to. Because for me, I associate trauma with screaming. It's one of my signer symbols. Clear audience sign and symbols.
0: Ah, oh, got it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. What else does you ask me? <laughs> I asked you about blocks, signs, and symbols.
0: Oh, what you are your think blocks? of some <laughs> tastes? Probably.
1: Oh yeah, I have a lot of trauma with taste, um, because I am, I'm autistic, so I have an eating disorder. I think it's called, Afred. Afrid... I forget, but it's the it's the one eating disorder that you don't necessarily want to not eat. It's the something about it makes you not want to eat it. It's not like you want to get thin. It's that you don't want to eat it because it like grosses you out or there's something about it that makes you like feel nauseous, that type of thing. So it's usually a comorbidity with autism. So I am not sensory seeking. I do not like eating things that have texture. So I avoid those things. So a lot of times I don't know what the taste of something tastes like because... I eat very bland things and it doesn't make sense to me. So like I've been asking my spirit guides to bring people to me to explain Claire Claire Gustins and Claire Aliens. And for example, Janelle, she's on our ghost hunting team. Her strongest clairs are Claire Gustins and Claire Aliens. So when I, they were explaining that to me, they gave me this bitter taste in my mouth and I'm like explaining to Janelle, I'm like are you overstimulated by taste? And she was like, um, no. And I was like, oh, right, okay. That's me. They were describing how she filters Claire Sentience, which is people's emotions, through taste. So that's why she gets bitter tastes at the end of the day because she's around people that have, like, sad or stressed out energy. So she would taste it in that way. Mm, like when I taste bitter people. Yeah. And they're mean. Exactly. But for Mm -hmm. me, when I get taste, it's really confusing.
0: (laughs) That's interesting.
1: So that's why they give it to me clear cognizantly because it makes no sense to me.
0: I understand.
1: Yeah. I'd have to think of other blocks.
0: When I first started doing mediumship. Do you think you have emotional blocks? In what way? Are my spirit guards telling you that? Well, sometimes you don't experience emotions the same way, I feel, or you're not as receptive to them. Which is why I'm in your life, because I have enough emotions for you, me, and the next guy. Well, the way I receive clairsentient information
1: is very out-of-body understanding. So the other day, we had like a spirit guide come forward when we were doing a reading, and it explains it in the most prophetic way. So this spirit guide is a nature spirit guide, and he explains that what he does for his person is that he creates this bubble of dissociation but instead of what dissociation does which is disconnect it connects you to everything and every everyone so it's this collective understanding of things so I don't necessarily feel the emotions I understand the emotions and that's how I experience clairsentience so if it is in line with things that trigger me so for example I have a problem with dissociation So if a soul shows me dissociation, while it's happening, I am in a state of understanding. But once I go back to my thinking mind, it affects me in that type of way. Is that what you're asking? Yes. Yeah. Usually I experience clairsentience not in a, I'm going to feel the emotions and like start crying type of way. I feel it in an understanding type of way. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But one of the things that I was going to tell you about my blocks is when I first started doing this. When I would get information, immediately I would be like, oh my God, things are happening. This is too much pressure. So I would stop getting information. And basically, what was happening was my brain said, because what people say on the internet, you have to clear your mind like in meditation so that you can receive information. So when I started getting information, I was like, okay, I have to listen really, really hard. So I shut off my brain and then the information stopped coming through. So the way I got around that was uh, I'm very clairaudient. So I would just start talking about things. And then the information would come through because I would push my brain forward. Mm-hmm. It's like if you stopped a timeline or a song, you wouldn't get the rest of the song. You have to continue the song.
0: Yeah, that's like... So- when I'm doing readings and people don't want to tell me a lot of things, I mean, you don't have to tell me everything, but you have to ask a question for me to get information because it's like, I have a lot of things to focus on. That's like, it's like the same thing of, I could get information by listening to the things in the room, but that's not how my brain works. So you need to like, it's not how my brain works. If you want me to listen to the plant, you have to ask me to listen to the plant. You just can't. Oh yeah, just, that's one of your blocks. Yeah. It just—I don't want to know everything, so I shut out what I don't need to know. So I need you to ask me because then that opens up the okay. I can let—I can think about this now. So like, if you just wanted me to know what the plant in the corner sounds like, but you didn't tell me, would not do it. I need a literal thing of you asking me. So like the other day, I was talking to someone and they wanted to talk to their dog. But like if they didn't ask me to talk to the dog, would not have talked to the dog unless it was absolutely pertinent. And then it gave me information about someone else. So it was just interesting. So like that's one of my things. That's one of your blocks. It's a domino is what I like to call it. (laughs) That's how my readings work. I need Um, you to push the block and then I'll give you other blocks that'll fall down. But if you don't push the block, it's not going to move. You don't need that. Spirit guides
1: will give you the information you already need. So you don't need to know everything. You just need to know what the person in front of you wants to know. Yeah, and exactly. Your already know that. So yeah, that yeah. Your, your client doesn't have to push down the dominoes. So I don't know. I'm just saying it's one of your blocks. Because I don't necessarily think I have a domino. But one of my blocks is talking to human souls. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure.
0: Yeah, mine is talking to non-human souls. Yeah, because Liv's like well, I think you
1: just have like a certain idea about it and I don't want to change your idea, which is interesting for spiritual beings because it's the opposite for me. Like, I don't think people have any idea about spiritual beings. I think
0: people have more ideas about their past relatives. I don't know. I remember I told you I wanted to talk about the twin flame bullshit at the beginning of this podcast. That's one of that twin flame bullshit. Human souls, a lot easier for me. Non-human souls, I don't know. It's weird. Why? Because it's just... It's my ego of human souls are easier for you to perceive because it's something socio culturally that's more normal, whereas spiritual entities is something for me that is not as normal for me. Okay. So it's just like, yeah, well,
1: I feel like there's a lot of pressure with talking to people's dead relatives because they have an expectation of what I'm supposed to say to them. So mm-hmm. if I'm like, well they have brown hair but they have like blonde hair you're gonna be like you're not talking to my person and then that that ends the conversation yeah also how do you know who you're talking to when you're talking to a past person (laughs) because i'm like i'm talking to this guy he has brown hair and they're like everyone in your family has brown hair they give me
0: the other supporting details of who they are with a memory yeah but i don't get memories (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's what I've been trying to figure out for a while because this this week we're supposed to do switcheroo readings where I do the mediumship readings and you do the uh, tarot readings.
0: For our Patreon live.
1: Yeah, but that's one of the things that I struggle with because I'm like, I don't know who you are. I don't know how to know who you are, but this is the information that you give me. Mm. And no one gives, like, you ask a lot of questions for your clients. I don't.
0: Well, the reason I I ask the
1: validation, it's just, this is the
0: information that I have. You talk now. (laughs) Well, I mean, I could do that. I could say I have an uncle that's coming through. He looks like this, this, and that. And this is the information that he's showing me to validate who he is. And this is what he wants to talk about. But I feel like that doesn't engage the client. It just is talking at them. And instead of feeling like I have to have them accept what I'm saying, I try to engage them in the conversation. It's not necessarily to get validation, but it's to say like make them feel included in the conversation of uh, uh, their de- like past relative isn't talking at them they're talking to them
1: ah because there's also a lot of people that would say the opposite and try to like defraud you by saying you don't know what you're saying because you're asking questions
0: yeah yeah but the i know but oh, okay. if someone said that i would be like that's unfortunate that that's how you perceive what i'm saying have a nice day. But
1: yeah. But what I'm saying <laughs> with that is I don't get validation if they know who that person is. Cause I start it with, I don't know who this is, but this is what they're telling me. And then they don't say anything. So mm. I perceive that they don't know who I'm talking about and I don't know how to tell them. So that's another block.
0: <laughs> oh, just ask them. Cause I get the, inf- I get the answer. I just don't, Give, I don't present the information I give to them as an answer. I present the information that is an answer to me as a question to the person. You should try reading me where you don't ask a question. You don't have
1: to do it now. I'm oh, just okay. curious because you never do that. You always ask
0: questions. I've done it in the past. Well, and you've told me before that it validates things that you're seeing. It validates to the person. It's for them, not for me. Does that make sense? That's not what you told me because i've never had someone like, explain I don't it to me that it. way though no i don't believe it but so that's why you it's not questions. necessarily for me it's for them Wait. so i've just always heard other people explain it differently of like i need the validation for it i mean i need validation for a lot of things but when i'm doing a reading it's to make a more dynamic conversation because i did it two or three times i think when we did tarot versus psychic mediums in the past like the past two or three weeks I just wrote information down while you did their tarot reading and I said, okay, my gifts are changing. So let me read out this word vomit to you first. Don't Mm -hmm. ask me questions and then we can talk about it. And I felt like it was okay, but it wasn't like my style, you know? Okay. So yeah, I did it a couple of (laughs) times.
1: Got any other questions for me? Trying to remember what I asked you.
0: No, if you were talking to somebody that's like, I don't know if I'm a psychic medium, what would you tell them to do?
1: What would I tell them to do? Yeah. Figure out the way that you think. Mm -hmm. Because the way in which you think dictates how your spiritual gifts happen. So, one of the things that I would tell you is, What happens to you when I say, Think of an apple? Do you see the apple, taste the apple? Feel the apple, smell the apple, taste the rainbow. Plus for me, I get claircognizant experiences with apples and I'll tell you about the Shinigami from Death Note. And that's not a normal response, but it's fine.
0: I tasted it (sighs) and I see it
1: and then I smell it. I get claircognizant information about the apple. Mm. What's the apple's personality? It's the thing that a Shinigami holds.
0: Depends on what tree it
1: came from. (laughs) Because talking to plants. Macintosh
0: apples are disgusting. (sighs)
1: If My dog guys, refused her Macintosh apple and she's offended by it still.
0: Slightly. Macintosh apples taste good, but you are correct. Definitely don't. Their texture is not They're what's soggy up. soggy apples. It's because you don't like to taste food, so you don't care about the fact that well, what it I tastes like. I like? apples.
1: Because Macintosh apples are soggy. Anything that's
0: soggy, I don't want to eat. Soggy is not a taste. No, it is. Soggy is like a texture. Is wet a, Is wet a feeling or is wet not a feeling? Anyways. It's just that type of thing. Do you guys like this type of content? If so, you should like, subscribe, and do whatever you do with podcasts. You should also, if you're able, in listening to an Apple podcast, leave us a dad joke. Because if you do, we're going to talk about you and shout you out. Or you can tell us what happens in your head when
1: you think about an Apple. <laughs>
0: <laughs> makes Because me think it's about,
1: an Apple podcast review. Uh,
0: it makes me think about uh, Apple from like annoying orange hey apple hey hey apple you know what i'm saying and you're like does that thing is that what happens when you think about an apple it's one of the things that happens fantastic 10 out of 10 towels for sure same same but different (laughs) oh i really like it i'm trying to find a good uh good dad joke but a lot of you guys don't leave the dad jokes this is a big one someone left us a listener story
1: that's not how that works. <laughs> you won't get found. <laughs> if you want to leave a listener story, we have a link for you. It goes to our website. It's on the extras tab.
0: None of you left a good dad joke. I'm sorry. Then you tell a dad joke. What do you call a penguin in the desert? Your mom.
1: Lost. Okay. Which bear is the most
0: condescending? The Berenstein bears because they have this weird thing with the Mandela effect. No, a panda. Oh,
1: because it's duh. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: Your eyes look nice today. <laughs>
1: she tells me weird things. She always asks me,
0: you eating today? Yeah,
1: because I so- don't like
0: to eat food, so I try to She's make not- sure that I have a snack that is palatable to your... <laughs> She's not, how are you? How's the weather? How
1: many days is it until Friday? It's just, <laughs> have you eaten today? Yeah like coming to my mom's house oh mm-hmm. grandma's house definitely grandma's house
0: yeah yeah after I feed Bradley dinner I also ask him did you eat enough and he like turns sideways he's like, and is like do you see sick. this food belly <laughs> and he's like make me another one a sandwich so anyways, thank you to our patrons because without you, this wouldn't be possible. And also, if you are not a patron, you can learn how to become a patron in the show notes. If that is something you are able and willing to do and excited about, talk to us in the Discord server, see our silly things on Patreon and but also, be a part of Patreon lives. For Patreon, we have a mediumship circle. We do, where we talk about all of these things just like this, but yeah. you get to ask us questions in real time. It's a live stream. We do it monthly, and we also give you
1: guys opportunities to talk to each other and read each other. So if you're interested in figuring out your gifts, A, we have Patreon, which is a Discord server. You can talk to all of them. But we have a mediumship circle where we, us two, will talk to you about mediumship. And then the last resource that I could give you is me, M. I do a spiritual gifts reading where I talk to your spirit guides and I tell you how I perceive your gifts to work so that you can have an understanding
0: of what ones you have. So if you're interested in learning more about any of those things, visit the show notes. You can find all of your resources there. But thank you to our patrons. I'm going to shout you out until we reach 400 of you. And then when we do, I'm going to stop saying your names for six minutes, approximately. Approximately. Without further ado, Katie, Melissa, Twilena, Maddie, Ray, Kelsey, Sierra, Shade Comet, Michelle, Taylor, Charlene, Emma, Michelle, Hannah, Shelley, Ray, Putita, Jeanette, Shaunasha, Casey, Amanda, Simon, Jonathan, Buzzy B, Jessica, Megan, Stephanie, Cynthia, Erin, Jelisa, Melbendel, Caroline, Cynthia, Stuart, Taylor, Alexis, B. Russell Sprout, Amy, Noelle, E.C., Francesca, Moonlight, Jessica, Jada, Felicia, Destiny, Amy, P. Mandarin, Ziggy, Living Susie, Noel, Jocelyn, Liana, Kate, Leah, Nancy, Chloe, Astral Heart, Jen B, Cindy, Joanna, Lily, Anthony, Elizani, Trinity, Kara, Kimberly, Delilah, Judy, Hazuki, Byron, Ilse, Chloe, Lena, Rob, Jennifer, Metric, Nancy, Christine, Astral Walker, JT, Savannah, Ellie, JD, Sarah, Todd, Erica, the wildflower child, Mia, Isabel, Jeremy's random life, Alex, Amanda, Azale, Bethan, Maria, Haley, Idhara, Faith, Alex, Caitlin, Sasuke, Magician, Lori, Mercedes, Christine, Terry, Christina, Skye, Marie, Sheba, Elise, Stephanie, Jay, Kiana, Tiger Lily, Chloe, Natalia, Michelle, Joshua, Miranda, Veronica, Parker, Jennifer, Brian, Lauren, Shun, Talia, Brianna, Salvador, Hannah, Alexis, Aquarius, Natasha, Izzy, Kat, Sydney, Kate, Ashley, Sharon, Melissa, Raggle Maggie, Tuesday, Sarah, Cole, Mama Lama, Danielle, Susie, Lisa, Charlotte, Allie, Leslie, Danielle, Jason, Kyla, Practical sapphic Samantha, Janice, Angelina, Titus, Emily, Justine, Kathy, Ashley, Veronica, Gibby, TMQ927, Alexi, Petra, Sinji, Liam, Jay, Pamela, Lucas the Spider Fanatic, Jasmine, Emily, Keely, Lacey, Gentere, Lanita, Kara, Sandrine, Kiara, Jennifer, Rena, Samantha, Clarissa, Brittany, Miss Alice, Nelson, Sarah, Ashley, Sarah, Angie, Julie, Synth, Hannah, Ryan, Amy, Tasha, V, JCLO, Leslie, Shelley, Donnelly, Jasmine, Julie, Brittany, Paige, Marin, Christina, Christopher, Connor, Alicia, Vanna, Amber, Sitley, Courtney, Rita, Abril, Aki, Sergio, Asteria, Brandy, Gaymeyer, Brooke, Lee, Ashley, Dallas, Sarah, Elisa, Gannon, Veronica, Chris, Emily, Meredith, Lindsay, Beth, Ashley, analee Tara, Brandy, Marcy, Rosora, Megan, Faith, Jessica, Yasmin, Glow, Amba, Brooke, Ellie, Flavende, Leanne, Ocarona, Liliana, Anya, Abby, Sarah, April, Cassie, Joanne, Helen, Natalie, Alec, Sarah, Amanda, Tuna, Izzy, Alexa, Gotkatsi, Sophia, Bria, Katie, Bees, Brittany, Kendall, Shandy, Riley, Riker, Jay, Lacretia, Kristen, Kima, Samantha, Erica, Ian, Vanessa, McKenna, Shannon, Cindy, Mev, Trinity, Cass, Violet, Peyton, Mac, Jenny, laurel bradley sandy Nas, sherry katie charles flo abby and malake but thank you so much to everybody whether you're a patron a subscriber a listener or just a fan of listening to us in your ear hole holes em and live we are your medicine kicks wow
1: Okay, so you're gonna give me this reading
0: without you asking me questions. I think my snake plant wants to be in one of those suspended baskets it would
1: have,